When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pock. Today is June 2nd, and yes, oh yes, today we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. You know this. Come on. You're not supposed to be here. Thank you all so much for supporting the site. All right, Edward Cabrera was the lead today. Six innings pitch, zero in runs, one hit, four walks, nine Ks. The changeup was at 96 once, and that's insane. That's a changeup. Yes, an actual one. The spin was lower, and that's insane. The problem with Edward Cabrera is that he might not start until June 11th, and that will be against the Astros. What's going on is they had a postponement on Tuesday, which meant that Edward Cabrera went on Wednesday, which means that he won't be ready for the Sunday game now. Which means then there's an off day on Monday, and then they can go to Trevor Rogers and have normal rest because the Marlins want Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez to get as many starts as they can. So yeah, it's not great. Uh, maybe that changes. Maybe Eliezer doesn't get the start um, along the way. I don't know, but he's not a must-add because of this, and it's annoying that he isn't. Um, so do whatever you need to do. If you have an open spot, might as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not great. Because of that situation, but I'm really excited about this. The fastball changeup is really good. Um, it just needs a better breaker for uh, for more consistency moving forward. Tarek Skubal did really well, and he's really close to the Aces getting his label. I just feel that his uh, his whole approach. I mean, he had a ton of strikes with sliders and then working, but it does feel like it's not quite enough. Like it, the the whole product is working. It's just it's not overwhelming. You know what I mean? And that and that hopefully will change with time. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, zero strikeouts in six innings. He had two miles off of his fastball yesterday against the Reds. I'm not quite loving this. He gets the Angels uh, next, and I think he'll get punished if he does the same thing again. Kyle Wright against the Diamondbacks. It was better command. It wasn't the pristine command, but this was better. Um, a lot of strikes with the curveball, but it wasn't really like amazing stuff here. I uh, Sinkers were located well. The changeup was a little bit more elevated than I wanted it to be. Four seamers were pretty good. I mean, it was all good. And five walks to me, I think, honestly, were just kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, Kyle Wright is fine right now. I don't think I'm going to be pushing him up the list. And this is against the Diamondbacks. So, yeah, I I still kind of want to sell him high a little bit. Uh, John Gray surprised me. made me look dumb once again. Seven innings, one to run, three hits, two walks, and 12 Ks against the Tampa Bay Rays. Just two out of 25 whiffs on the slider, but he did get a lot of strikes on them. Uh, so a lot called strikes and balls in play and foul balls. And his four-seam was really the story at 96.2 miles per hour. That's really good. Lots of whiffs on that one. That's great. And now he gets Cleveland. So, yeah, you should start John Gray and hope that the velocity sticks. And hopefully the sweeper comes back as well. Um, at least for earning uh, earning whiffs, that is. Connor Pilkington is probably going to be a major ad next week because he's a two-start pitcher. He'll get Texas and Oakland if we're lucky. Uh, five innings, zero in runs, five hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts for Connor. I keep calling him Carl because of an idiot abroad. Uh, he went against the Royals, and I don't really know if what he does is actually that great. 
Chingtip had some nice moments. Four seamers just couldn't get handled by the Royals. And it wasn't as if he was endlessly pushing them upstairs and uh, should have had this response. Now there are a lot of them that were just not great and the Royals couldn't do much with it. I don't know. I mean, I think you're fine. Just pick him up for the Rangers and kind of go with it. But it's not a, oh my God, must add play. But if I'm my 12-teamers, like, for example, Tau next week, I'm going to try and get Connor Pilkington because of the two-start week. That That's the kind of situation. So, yeah, go get go get Connor instead of your whatever Toby. <laughs> the uh, the matchups are worth it. Um, Carlos Carrasco against the Nationals gets the Padres next. Should be fine. He, he got into jams in this one, five walks. But uh, zero and runs in five innings, four, it's five Ks. All right, you just keep doing it. Always keep looking for other things off of the wire. I think I'd hold Carrasco instead of Pilkington, for example. But I don't know if we're going to be must-holding Carrasco through the year. Dakota Hudson worked. I'm glad the coin flipped and went in his way. He had a tough first inning against the Padres and then just settled in the rest of the way. Seven innings, one run, four, it's one walk in three Ks. That's cool. Uh, Cole Irvin flipped the coin, and he survived the Astros. That's great. Um, it's absolutely just start by start for, for Cole Irvin gets Atlanta next. I don't want to do that one at all. I, Carlos Rodon, uh, against the Phillies. He's actually struggling a little bit. I watched a lot of it and then turned it on by the end was actually pushing 98, 99 by the final frame. Um, six K's, six hits, one walk, one and run five innings. I think there's another gear that we're still not seeing from Rodon quite yet, but I mean, he was pretty dang good and the Phillies are a good offense and he only allowed one and run. So. Yeah, everything's cool. Uh, Jason Alexander, I watched this guy. Dude, his sinker moves so much. Tons of lateral movement. Amazing seam shifted wake, lower arm angle, all of that stuff. But I mean, yeah, his changeup had a good movement. Six of 17 strikes. Like, it's complete chaos. And I don't know how he survived seven innings. He did two and runs, seven hits, three walks, three Ks. Um... This is going to be weird when the Brewers call, their, call him up again. And sometime in the future, they just needed to start here. Um, and, you know, Ashby's still in the rotation. Ethan Small wasn't able to do because it, it was the double header before. And they needed to cover Brandon Woodruff. And just had, kind of worked out this way where they needed another starter. It seems like Ethan Small is the first one before Jason Alexander. So he'll probably make some spot start again later on this year. I don't think I'd chase it unless I was desperate, but... It could work because it's just such chaos with his movement. Uh, yeah. Uh, Madison Bumgarner against Atlanta. He's still at 90-91. He gets Sensi next. I think that's okay. It's a questionable start. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, 20 whiffs against the Rangers. Five innings, two runs, five hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. I hope that the the Rays leave him in the rotation instead of Ryan Yarbrough when Shane Boz returns next week. I mean, really, honestly, why wouldn't they, right, you'd think? But who knows? Uh, but yeah. You keep rolling with Springs, and hey, up to 85 pitches here. That's pretty cool. Kyle Brash was throwing harder against the Mariners. 4.2 innings, 2 and run, 6 hits, 2 walks, and 6 Ks. But it's not quite enough yet. Uh, I don't think his command was very good, and the slider isn't getting enough whiffs or anything. So we're still waiting on this one, but hopefully one day he you know, he does everything right with that fastball and slider and just kind of clicks. But yeah, I'm not touching this in 12-teamer for now. Jose Quintana survived against the Dodgers. And he's not commanding poorly. It's just the stuff isn't good enough. Uh, the Tigers are next. And that could be an NL-only stream. I don't want to stream that in 12-teamers, though. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu left his game with forearm timers, which really stinks because his chainup was looking good. It was four innings, two and runs, four hits, zero walks, and four Ks. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, Evan Lee was not Heavenly. He was more like Helly from Severance. 
Uh, 3.2 innings of two and runs, four hits, three walks, and two Ks against the Mets. He's a low fastball, good hook guy, and that's it. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, Justin Verlander against Oakland, seven innings of three and runs. He didn't have his best command, two hits, two walks, six Ks, but he made it work still, and that's cool. Mitch White has such a nice pair of breaking balls. The, the wonderful shape to them, I think his fastball is just not good. But it was 7Ks against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 5 innings, 3 and runs, 4 hits, 2 walks. It looks like the Dodgers are leaning into him a little bit. And now he'll get the White Sox as a right-hander, and he'll probably go more than 80 pitches. That could work. It's just the fastball is too hittable. And I wonder if that is makes him too risky overall. Kyle Hendricks went against the Brewers. He's a cherry bomb who's just been a lot more sour than sweet. Just one strikeout in 5 innings, 3 and runs here, 7 base runners. I don't want to touch Kyle Hendricks. Brad Keller, six innings, four and runs, six is three walks, and one strike. I'm going to feed my family with this. Yeah, the uh, it's just not not worth it. Don't do this. Uh, Robbie Ray is still really good. Five innings, four and runs, six hits, three walks, six Ks. I know, I know, but 16 whiffs. Everything is working here. You allow a three-run shot. That's it, really. I, I think that Robbie Ray truly has the ability here. He's going to click, and all of a sudden... Everyone is going to be adoring Robbie Ray. I know it's been rough, but you absolutely should be buying low on Robbie Ray. Uh, Hunter Green against the Red Sox had eight strikeouts. The slider was really well spotted. And honestly, of his six hits, three of them were off of excellent either fastballs up and inside perfectly placed or a slider down away. But he left four and runs in 3.2 innings and 73 pitches. And I think the fastball just, there's just too many meatballs here. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, we can't really trust Hunter Green. He's a cherry bomb. And, uh, yeah, that's the case. Yu uh, Darvish had a weird start, 7.2 innings, just four Ks. And he actually got all four of those Ks in his final five outs um, as he didn't have a single strikeout through five innings. Um, five earned runs, though, against the Cardinals. Seven, it's two walks. It just did not go his way. Um, he didn't really have his best stuff. The Cardinals hit him decently well, and there you go. In the same fashion, Aaron Nola, five innings of stellar baseball in the sixth inning, five earned runs with the careful Icarus. It's unreal, his luck. Seriously, you just got to keep starting Nola. He is very good. It's so frustrating. Uh, Bailey Ober, five innings, sorry, six innings, five earned runs, nine hits, zero walks, and four Ks against the Tigers. Um, he kind of did his thing. It's Bailey Oberizzi when four seamers up and just didn't have good secondaries and it didn't work. But I think he's kind of the same guy and he goes against the Yankees. It's a questionable start. The Yankees are not the most intimidating offense at the moment, so I yeah, that could work, but I don't really want to do it. <laughs> Trevor Rogers, you can drop. I mean, we didn't expect him to do well against in cores, but I get it. You can you can drop him. He gets the Nationals next, and that could be way better. But if you really need something, you can drop him. I get it. Uh, I think the overtime Trevor Rogers will be better, but he really hasn't shown signs with his changeup and slider consistently. So yeah, it's it's me guessing. I uh, that's thanks. Um, I mean, you knew you didn't start him anyway. I even had him as a do not start. Uh, but you still want to see something that made me pull back the other way. Uh, Michael Kopech against the Jays. We gave him all of this rest. And what does he do? He throws 95 and not 97. He does not throw his sliders for strike. He doesn't throw his curveballs for strikes. He threw them out of 50% strike rate. And it was a sub-60 strike rate on his fastball. Like, no, don't give him the rest. Just let him pitch normally. Ah, uh, man. Very, very frustrating. Now he gets the Dodgers and it's just, oh. Man, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's just frustrating with Kobe. I think you still start him against the, the Dodgers, but it's, come on, 
Get, get, do the good thing. Please do the good thing more often. <laughs> uh, Antonio Sensatella and Herman Marquez also went yesterday against Miami. They're both terrible. And yeah, you should just not be starting either of them. All right, it is Thursday. And what we do on Thursday is we look at the entire weekend, including Thursday's games. So I have, of course, the rankings I put out today for Thursday and Friday. Then I'm just going to look at the probable pitchers and tell you how I think about the weekend. Uh, we have... Sandy Alcantara, Manoa, Otani, Cortez, and the auto start tier. Remember, Otani and Cortez are starting the first game as doubleheaders, so make sure you get those guys in for the 1 o'clock start. Uh, Sean Manaya, Alex Wood, Tony Gonsolin, and James and Tyone, the probably start tier. You don't really need me for that. In the questionable start tier, Chris Flexen, Corey Kluber, Matthew Liberatore, and Adrian Hauser. Oh, and Alex Fiedo. In the questionable start tier, Flexen, I think, is actually rostered in fewer than 30% of leagues, so maybe you can stream him too. Matthew Liberatore is the... Uh, the one against the Cubs. I don't love that one. Maybe his fastball is good enough, but well, uh, maybe it works. It is inside of uh, Cincinnati. The, oh, sorry. It is inside of the Cardinals. So that is better than maybe the wind going out in Wrigley. Um, and then Corey Kluber against Texas should be fine. You know, I can understand the argument of putting him in the probably start even. So those are all fine. Adrian Hauser, though, is an absolute coin flip. And Fayeda having a slider, not so much. Those two guys are worse than the other three. And then do not start tier. You have Ian Anderson, Jordan Lyles, Tamon Walker. All bad matchups. I mean, you have Anderson and Coors, no thanks. And Walker against the Dodgers. And then Keegan Thompson, I don't really care for. Graham Ashcraft is very interesting against the Nationals. But as, as long as his slider gets a sub-50% strike rate, I do not want to touch it. Oh, man. The, the, the sinker and the cutter are top 90s, like upper 90s. But, I uh, yeah, just I don't want to do it. I think it's far too risky right now. Reed Demers against the Yankees. He's starting today because of yesterday's postponement. Don't want to do that. Uh, Johnny Cueto, Juan Nadon, Chris Archer, Tilly Hearn, Peter Lambert. Don't do those. Uh, for tomorrow, Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan, Joe Musgrove, Shane Bieber, Nathan Evaldi are all auto starts. Also are Max Freed, even though it's cores. I think you still do Max Freed. And Logan Gilbert against Texas. Despite the secondaries not being quite as good as I want them to be, I think that's an auto start as well. In the probable start tier, Chris Bassett, Alex Cobb, Marcus Stroman, uh, Miles Michaelis, Merrill Kelly, and Jose Urquidy. All these guys have good matchups, except for Chris Bassett um, against the Dodgers, and I'm still starting him there. I think he's just too good of a pitcher to not start. Um, the question will start here. You have Joe Ryan going to Toronto. Maybe he is. It's coming off of COVID, so you don't know if he actually will make the trip. And if he does, is it going to be long enough? I don't. And there's so many questions there that makes it like Joe Ryan is a questionable start. Uh, yeah, Tyler Anderson against the Mets, and it's the Mets, so don't get too trigger-happy on this one, even though it is Tyler Anderson who's performed well. He's still just a toby in my book. And the stream pick of the day is JT Brubaker against the Diamondbacks, as he's done well. It is a lefty head of you focused lineup where the slider wouldn't perform as well, but I'd still do that one. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman against the Guardians could do really well. Sam Dane Dunning against the Mariners. You don't know if the command will be there. Brady Singer against the Gastros. Who knows the singer slide will be there. Yusei Kikuchi against the Twins. I'm thinking this is a trap play. I don't really believe what Yusei Kikuchi has done. I don't think his stuff has been that exceptional. And Josiah Gray is a strikeout play if you need that inside of Cincinnati. But, of course, there is a risk of all those home runs. And they do not start here. I don't trust Eflin to get his curveball back against the Angels. Chase still south on the other side with a splitter against the Phillies. I don't want to do that. Elvin Rodriguez had four innings before being injured in the last start. Now he's starting against the Yankees. And James Caprillion against the Red Sox. And... Chad Cool against Atlanta. All this stuff is just bad. And Chad Cool's in cores. Uh, Mike Miner's returning. I'm curious how he's going to perform. He did go nine strikeouts and zero walks in his last rehab start, but then there was also a really bad one before that. And yeah, I just I don't want to trust Mike Miner. Um, and Eliezer Hernandez and Vince Velasquez rounding that out. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh, Tyler Wells against Cleveland. No. I mean, maybe I guess that's a coin flip. 
So fine, he's... Uh, I don't love that one. Uh, maybe bottom of question. Well, Nick Pavetta against Oakland. I think you're probably starting him. Severino against Detroit is an auto start. Uh, Drew Rasmussen against the White Sox is a probable. Brios against the Twins. N- yes. <laughs> I think that's top of questionable the way that he's performed. I know you want to see a little bit more back. I get it. I'm calling him the great Andrew later. I still believe in it, but yeah, I get it. Uh, Dylan Cease against the Rays auto. McKenzie against the Orioles is an auto. Um, Brisky is a no against the Yankees. Uh, Ronald Bolaños against the Astros is a no. Uh, Dylan Bundy against Toronto is a no. Luis Garcia against the Rose is a probable. Lorenzen against Phillies is a questionable. Paul Blackburn against the Red Sox, question I know he's been doing something really well, but it's the Red Sox. Marcos Gonzalez against the Rangers, I think it's a probable given the way that he's gone. Uh, Glenn Otto against the Mariners is a questionable top of do not start. I don't know, it's close. Spencer Strider and Coors, no thanks. That's a sit. Uh, well, maybe not. Overpowering fastball still works. I'll put him in questionable. I uh, Pablo Lopez in San Francisco or against San Francisco, don't care. I'm going to start him automatically. David Peterson against the Dodgers sit. Zach Wheeler is an auto. Eric Fetty, don't trust the feds. Matt Swarmer again. No, I'm not going to buy, buy into this. Sorry, do not start. Mike Leiter, neither. Uh, Swarmer going against the Cardinals. I know he did well against the Brewers, but no. Like, breaking ball is not, it's not so good that the fastball will be ignored. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Tyler Molly against the Nationals in at home is a questionable. Aaron Ashby against the Padres is a probable. Ronzi Contreras against the Diamondbacks is a probable. Packy Nodden is a, like a, likely a bullpen spot. And Angel Rodon is probably a bullpen s- spot. So, yeah, that's no for both uh, for the Cardinals. Zach Davies, I don't care if that's Pittsburgh. You do not start him. Oh, Ryan Feltner is apparently going to get a start. Are they going six-man now? Uh, maybe he's, Oh, because of the double header that happened, they're going to need this with Ryan Feltner. Okay. So we see more of him, which is cool, but it's Coors, unfortunately so. Uh, we got Walker Buehler. Wow, this is actually interesting. Feltner's getting two starts. I didn't notice this. He's getting Atlanta, and he's getting uh, the Padres because they have another doubleheader next week. Interesting. He's getting more starts than I expected with Sensatella coming back. Uh, Walker Buehler, obviously, you're doing it even though he's had struggles. You're starting against the Mets. Mackenzie Gore against the Brewers is a probable, and Logan Webb, of course, is an auto against the Marlins. Um... Dean Kramer on Sunday against Cleveland is not the one you want to chase. Um, we were all hoping maybe it would be Grayson, but no. We, uh, given the injury news, we, he's probably going to go testing. It's probably going to be another couple weeks delay there. Rich Hill against Oakland is a questionable. Oh, man. I know it's Oakland, but like Rich Hill has just not been good. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Tigers is a probable. Ryan Yarbrough against the White Sox is a do not start. Kevin Gaussman is an auto start. Lucas Gill is an auto start. Zach Plesak against the Orioles. Ah, oh, there's a part of me that wants to do it, but he's going to be do not start. But he's going to be one of the higher ones. Ronnie Garcia against the Yankees. Do not start. Heasley, Jonathan Heasley against the Astros. Do not start. Smelter against the Jays. Do not start. I, I don't think he's that good. The Jays are going to mess him up, uh, especially as a lefty. Framber Valdez against the Royals is an auto start. Sandoval against the Phillies is a probable start. Frankie Montes against the Red Sox is an auto start. George Kirby against the Rangers is a probable start. Maybe even an auto is a probable start. Martin Perez at this point is an auto start. You just start him against whoever is the Mariners here. Charlie Morton against in cores is the do not start. Castano against the Giants do not start. Uh, Trevor Williams against the Dodgers do not start. Kyle Gibson against the Angels is a questionable bottom of it. Patrick Corbin against anyone the Reds do not start. 
Justin Steele against the Cardinals. Do not start. Luis Castillo against the Nationals is an auto start. Eric Lauer against the Padres, auto start. Zach Thompson against the Diamondbacks. He hasn't had his curveball back. That's a do not start. Adam Wainwright against the Cubs is a probable start. Zach Gallen against the Pirates is an auto start. Cal Freeland at home against the uh, Braves and Coors. No, thank you. Uh, Julio Urias against the Mets is a probable start. Clevenger is returning against the Brewers. I'd say probable start, probably the bottom of it. And then J- Jacob Junis is going to be your streaming pick of the day against the Miami Marlins. That is a top of questionable start. But all right, that's going to do it for today. Good luck for the weekend. You got this. And we'll be back tomorrow. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your bad be low and your strikeout high.